I'm doing good. How are you doing, Rich? Yeah, doing Everything cool. Everything good. Um, you guys could hear me and see me good? Yes, yes. Everybody in the chat, let us know if everything good. Let us know if you're seeing she, if you're hearing Ray, nice and clear. Let's see. Let's see. I'm not seeing you good on my... Ray. Okay, I, I'm seeing you now. Every, you hear you're me good? cool? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm hearing you good. I'm hearing you good. <laughs> It's so doing? good to see you. Wow, wow, wow. Same here, good, same good, here. Good. How, <laughs> how has everything been? How are you dealing with the lockdown and everything like that? Um, the lockdown was hard in the beginning. It was difficult because for me personally, it came from having a really good season. And it was almost like instantly... I left Trinidad and then everything was just like locked down, borders closed, school closed. And it's like, um, I got to actually do one performance in New York before everything got locked down. And then that was it. And I was pumped and I was ready to like keep on going and opportunities that were booked to come that obviously just fell apart with everything being canceled. But I will say on the upside of that, that throughout the lockdown, it also, after getting accustomed to, okay, you're not going anywhere, um, I was able to kind of take a deeper look within myself and decide what, who I want to be, how I want to go forward. And when things are open back up, like Ray as the artist, Ray as the brand, Ray as the individual, how do I want that to be perceived to the world going forward? And because of the lockdown, that gave me the opportunity to do that for myself. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, it's, it sounds like this is a time where, you know, a lot of people are taken to like reset, right? And, and uh, I'm sorry to hear, you know, so many of those things happen, you know, you're building all that momentum. And I know how, how frustrating um, that must be. But before we delve into the, to the future plans, please tell mm -hmm. us, how did you get started as an artist? Because I, I, I've been listening to your music. I love it. I love the energy. You, are so, you, you bring so much vibrant sounds to the genre <laughs> of Soka. Um, and you're also a very vibrant person. So tell us the story of Ray. Where did it start? How did music come into your life? Okay. First, I want to say hi to everybody. I'm a little far from the screen. So I apologize in advance if I can't see the names. I'm a little, just a little bit blind, yes. but I wanted to say hi to everybody because I'm seeing the hands waving, but I can't see the name. So sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of how my journey started, I've been singing since I was small. I'm still from since I was small. Um, but I also went to school. I went to high school in the States for singing where I was more focusing on classical music and things like that. Um, it's always been a dream of mine. I've always been the little girl going through the house, singing music nonstop. I always knew yeah. that this is what I wanted to do. Um, but growing up, sometimes things got in the way and there was just complications that didn't allow me to go ahead and pursue it, I guess, when I initially wanted to. And then when the opportunity, I shouldn't say the opportunity arrives. I woke up one day and I was like, all right, that's it. Like, that's enough. Like, this is what I want to do. Let me stop making the excuses that, oh, well, this is going on now and that's going on now. And I'm like, I need to do this. I have to do this. And I messaged Daryl, who at the time was not my yes. manager yet. And I was like, um, so listen, like, I want to, I want to do music. I, I would love for you to write for me. And, you know, I, I went in there confident, like, oh, he was just going to be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, what song? And he's like, well, um, you need to audition because... I'm not just going to sit here and, you know, write anything. And I don't know what you have to give. I don't know what you have to offer. And on the phone, 
literally sat there auditioned for him <laughs> and he was like all right yeah you have it we could do this we can make something work and we literally just started from there that's amazing 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 um yeah and big up big up to Daryl big up to all the people in the chat Daryl is one of the most prominent writers yes, uh, in the yes. industry for sure for sure for sure Yes, and also, by the way, anybody in the chat, if you guys have any questions for Ray, you can hit the little questions icon and you can ask anything you want. We would love to hear from you. Bring up your questions. Let us Definitely. know. Let us know. Um, so when I, you gave us a great history of how everything mm -hmm. started. Um, what was it specifically about Soka that made you want to do a Soka? Because you are incredibly talented and I, I could tell by your voice there's so many avenues or lanes you could go down. What was it specifically about Soka that drew you into this genre? For me, it was what Soka makes me feel. It was like, yes, I, I love it all. I love dancehall. I love R&B. I love pop. And like you say, I, I do think that if I wanted to, I could achieve any, any of these genres. But it's not the same effect on me personally that Soka is. Like, even when it's, even if it's not me singing, if it's me going to a fete or hanging out with my friends and that's the kind of music that's playing in the background is a completely different experience. It's a completely different feeling. It's a, it's a freeness. It's a freeness that you get from it that to me, you don't always get with the other genres, but yet you could still apply emotions. You could still apply real life to it but it, it just evokes this, this different emotion for me personally. That's, that's my thing. That's where my passion is. So it had to be there for me. It had to, at the very least, start here. Like, that's what was calling me. Amazing, amazing. Um, were there any, like, prominent soca artists in your life, like, you grew up with, or, and even any present-day artists that really, really inspired you to go down this path? Um, in terms of growing up with, um, Roy Cape is a part of our family, and I wouldn't say that... I grew up with him, but he did know that I wanted to pursue this and he would give some encouraging words and encouraging advice. And one of the main things he told me when I wanted to get started was you can sing. So be careful how you introduce yourself to the world. Like you want to show them that you could do soca, but you want them to still be able to hear that you can sing. So find a lane that puts you in between there to start for just so that they're able to see what you're capable of and then build from there. Um, and then just building a friendship with Daryl, like he's always mm -hmm. had some amazing, amazing advice. And I would definitely consider him to be a mentor. He has been from day one with me, with this whole journey, encouraging me to stay on top of it, giving me advice, giving me the ins and outs of the industry, making me learn as I go, not just here to just make the music and I'm oblivious to what goes on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's so important, right, to have that um, in soca music where you have not just, you know, artists making music, but you have a, a culture of, of mentorship, right? And you have a culture of, all right, this thing is much bigger than me. This thing is much bigger than you. It's about like all of us, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's really, really amazing to hear. Um, I know uh, you had an a awesome, awesome tune, Work It. Awesome yes. success for mm -hmm. you. Um, take us back to the thought process of that song and your experiences, whether that be like performing it or, or what kind of feelings it was when you was recording, um, you know, and just p general reactions of the time. Okay. So, um, Work It, which was written by Daryl, um, 
I think it was a it was a great reflection to start with of myself. It it to me embodied my attitude. It embodied my personality. And yeah. this is from him also learning me as we were going along and you know just getting a feel for who I was. But besides for it being showing that I had the confidence and showing that this is the attitude that Ray brings, the song in itself to me told people like, listen, I'm here to put in the work. Like, yes, it's you know it's a level of performance and sexiness and all of that, but it's it's not just it's not just being able to sing it's about having a package and i'm willing to work on all of that and do all of that and put everything all my best going forward because i know that it's not just as simple as saying okay well she's a pretty face and she could sing and it takes a lot more and the song to me tells everybody like hey if i had to do overtime then we'll go in overtime because i'm re i'm really willing to put in the work and as far as performing it for me, what was amazing was, of course, there was fear. There was a fear when you go on stage that, are they going to like me? Yeah. What are they going to think of me? You know, I'm a new artist. And everybody tells you, like, listen, you know, Trini is the hardest crowd to please. And, you know, it's like I'm a new artist and I'm stepping out on the stage with everybody telling me this in my, in my head. And honestly, it was amazing. I tru truthfully felt like people were moving to the song. People were enjoying the song. And at as the season went on, you started seeing people singing the song as I was performing. And that was like mind blowing to me. That was yeah. absolutely amazing to know that as a new artist, I'm on stage and I'm seeing a woman whining and singing the words. And I'm just like, this is it. Like, this is it for me. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I definitely want to big up people in your chat. Fly to death says, work it is fire. We have little Kim. She says, you are the total package. You got this. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Yes. Yes. Big up to everybody in the chat. Don't forget to send your questions. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Um, yes, I know you have. See you, um, Renee. Yes, big up to yourself. Big up yourself. No, all good, all good. Um, yeah. So I know you had, you know, work it major, major success. Um, twenty twenty. You know, you also had um, uh, working on the on the totem rhythm, right? Yes. With with moto. Can you tell us what that experience was like? Um, how, what was it about the rhythm that kind of attracted you to, to jump on it? Um, what, was, what was the whole vibe and the energy like? Well, it was a lot because I started off with Say Something, but I knew immediately that I wanted something to follow up with it. So um, I had said to Daryl, you know, if any opportunities arise for me to be on a rhythm, I would love to, you know, get that opportunity. So he reached out to Moto, who he is friends with, and Moto was amazing in giving me the opportunity to even be on the rhythm with so many other amazing artists on the rhythm. Um, and it, it was just something that I heard that I couldn't say no to based on the opportunity, based on the sound of the rhythm, based on the song for the rhythm. It was just everything was really just coming together. And then from there, met Moto and just continue building the relationship from there. We actually recorded the song in Trinidad because I happened to be in Trinidad already working on Say Something and we kind of just killed two birds with one stone. So I was able to have Daryl there like closely working with me and working on the song. Very cool, very cool. Um, so in terms of like, ge like geography, like are you like based in Trinidad, born in Trinidad, born in New York, like... What what was was the whole scene? What's the backstory? The world wants to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born in Trinidad. I am Trini born. I was born in South Trinidad. Um, I migrated to New York 
because of health complications that at that time, um, Trinidad just wasn't able to help me in the way that I needed the help. And then since then, I've just been back and forth. It's just been Trinidad, New York, Trinidad, New York, Trinidad, New York. So um, that's really the gist of it. But I am born in Trinidad, everybody. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You see that she's a real Trinidad, everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can't dispute it. You can't dispute it. And you can definitely hear it's any music for sure. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, that definitely brings up an interesting point because, you know, many other artists um, that I've spoken to, you know, everybody has their own perspectives on this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that, like, there's a challenge between, you know, like, going back and forth from Trinidad to New York? Do you find that um, the music kind of hits two different pockets or two different audiences? Um, how do you find the reception of it if you are, like, being perceived as, like, a New York-based artist Um, how everybody has different experiences with that. How has it been for you so far? I think so far, um, people have been really welcoming and I'm so grateful for that. I haven't, I haven't personally experienced too much of, I shouldn't say I haven't personally experienced. What I will say is I do think that it's more difficult. I do Mm -hmm. think that it is harder because while I'm born in Trinidad, because I'm not based in Trinidad, I'm still seen as a foreigner. So It's hard because here, you know, like you're, you're in the States and you're, you're, you're so prideful for your country and everything and you big up your country so hard and then you get to Trinidad and it's like, oh, she's a foreigner, you know? So right. it, is a, it is a little bit difficult, but I will say that I haven't, I haven't been met with any disdain or anything like that from people as if they're not willing to accept me. I do think that it will be a little bit more work for me than somebody based in Trinidad, but I haven't personally felt anything against me. I feel like even other artists have been very welcoming, have mm-hmm. have let me run on stage with them. I, I honestly just think that I have been so blessed for the season that I had with the opportunities that I'm I'm grateful that I haven't had to say, oh yeah, like they, they felt a, a way about me because I live in the States. But I know that I have heard from other people that that is the case. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really good to know. I hope, I hope you continue always to get that support. You like totally deserve it. And, you know, Thank I you. think it's really important for people to, to recognize that, yes, like, even though, you know, we are separated geographically, we're, we still are part of the diaspora. We are still very Trinidadian or very Guyanese or whichever island or country you represent, no matter where you are, all of that. It's still For very sure. much there, you know. So um, that's that's amazing to hear that you, you've gotten that support. Um, I just want to big up to Live Love Soka a Lifestyle. They said the visuals for the song "Problems" is nice, and I also that's something I also noticed as well. You know, being in, in a video uh, industry and stuff like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about about problems? Um, you know, what was it like making the visuals and stuff like that? Definitely, um, big up Fat Talk and big up Jamal. I see you guys. Um, for problems, I kind of knew from the beginning the kind of the kind of vibe that we wanted to go for. Like this was like the first. This was like the first to me. Like okay, get them like Ray Wine again. Like I want, I want bubbling in the video. Like I want the video to focus on bubbling. I definitely wanted it to be based in Trinidad. We wanted to get the most authentic or the most authentic video that we could get for the song um and uh big up exo dancers they were they were the crew that was in the video with me and they did an amazing job and they were so great and it was just honestly an amazing experience and antonio archie he was the videographer for yes. the video as well 
Um, so many people to big up. Bad, bad clothing. They, um, they outfitted me. Um, K Artistry did the makeup and she did the makeup for some of the other dancers as well. There's so many people. I'm sorry if I forgot anybody to big up. But um, yes, big up, big up Luna. Yes, definitely. Um, but it was, it was, a, it was an amazing video shoot and I, we just had fun with it. We wanted it to just be, we didn't want it to go too crazy but at the same time still be able to depict to people that this bumper is problems, I guess. But, but the, I guess the story behind it too is that we wanted to give it a little bit more background instead of just that. So I don't know if anybody picked up in the video, but what was happening was I was kind of imagining what was going on. And in the beginning, you see me waking up and I'm going about my day. And then in the end, you see somebody waking me up again. So I don't know if everybody caught it, but it was that this was all going on in my brain. Like this wasn't even actually happening. And we thought that that was a cool spin to put on it instead of just making it strictly rewinding in the streets and the end. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I love the concept behind it. Um, especially the, the, the getting up in the morning, like that part, I was like, all right, this is, this is actually really cool and how everything flowed, you know, nice and, and freely. And yeah, definitely big up to, um, to Antonio Awesome, awesome, awesome videographer. Oh, yeah, check them out for some sick, sick, sick visuals. Yeah, um, yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, so, you, so you, you, have, you have a number of tunes, like, and a number of really, really, really awesome tunes. Um, one of which also, like, being on E-Rhythm and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Just taking it back to the Toten Rhythm real quick. Do you find that being on a rhythm is, is really, really helpful, especially for, like, up-and-coming artists? Like, does it really help like foster like that collaboration? Um, is it more beneficial in your findings to kind of do like more solo tunes? Like what's your perspective on, on where you're at so far? I think for a new artist, and I think for me personally, but just to broaden the spectrum for a new artist, I do think that it is beneficial to be on a big rhythm. I think that it gives you a step in the, in the door, but as much as it does, you still have to put in that work. So it gives you this, it gives you almost like, okay, maybe she'll get some radio play because as a new artist, you might come out and you might, your content might be great and your song is just not playing on the radio. Whereas being on the rhythm might give you the opportunity because they might play out all the songs on the rhythm. But even what you'll realize is as the season, you know, as it gets closer to the season, depending on how many people are on a rhythm, you may not even still be one of the songs that's playing on the rhythm. So now it's about you taking that opportunity and building on it and pushing it forward and marketing yourself and promoting yourself and kind of doing the groundwork because people want to see who you are. You're a new artist. They hear your name. Okay, the song is cool, but who is she, you know? So, yes, I do think being on a, um, on a big rhythm definitely gives you a little push, but you definitely have to continue the work yourself. Like, that is a must, in my opinion. Very cool. Very, very cool. And, yeah, it's it's... Amazing to see the collaboration with you and, and um, on, on the rhythm with Moto and everything like that. Um, begs the question, you don't have to reveal any secrets, anything like that. Um, if you had your ideal collaboration uh, with a soca artist on a rhythm or, you know, whether that be, um, you know, co-singing a song or a feature, um, mm. what is or who is one artist that you would really, really want to collaborate with? Well, I want to start by saying there's so many dope artists out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to just limit yourself and say mm -hmm. one. I do actually have a collab working on right now with College Boy Jesse. 
big up college boy Jesse. I know he couldn't be in it right now, but um, we are currently working on that. So excited. Cannot wait for that song to release. Um, and that's also on a rhythm as well. But as, in terms of maybe females, I would love to have a, a collab with Patrice. Um, mm. I think there's something that she brings, the way that she carries herself, that just adds a level of classiness that she portrays regardless of what she's singing about. And her tone and her range, I just think is like honestly amazing. And I would love the opportunity to do a collab with her. Not to say that the others aren't just as great. It's yeah. just if I had to boil it down to somebody right now. And then I also want to make sure that I'm taking the time to build myself and not just out, be out there searching right. for collabs and things because when it does come i don't want people to watch me as if i'm i'm not good enough or mm. you know like i didn't have the proper foundation to be on this song with them or whatever the case may be so i welcome it but i definitely want to continue to build me and and build my brand and just welcome it when it comes absolutely yeah and, and i think you bring up like such an important point um for for not just um, musical artists, but kind of artists in general, right? Which is this theme of not kind of expecting things to happen overnight, right? Right. Um, and I, I think, you know, like with social media and everything like that, like we kind of expect things to move a little quickly and we see other people and it's very easy to fall into the, well, you know, so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so is doing that. But you, I think, you know, you, you said it so well, which is building yourself building your brand, taking that time to really yeah. figure out your artistry and everything like that. So definitely that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, do you have any more plans for music for 2020 or do you think you'll kind of be holding back because of everything that's going on for next year? Um, I think music will still definitely release in 2020, but I still think it would be applied for the 2021 season. Yes. Um, yeah. It is such a hard it's such a hard thing to gauge because right now it's like once in a while you'll see somebody releasing music and that's not just for soca i feel like overall right now in the world because mm -hmm. you don't have the same opportunities to promote your song and promote yourself right now everyone seems a little reluctant in releasing music so we've never stopped working even through the um the quarantine we never stopped working it's just I think it's a matter of strategy because nobody wants, I guess, a wasted song, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So it's, that's what we're doing right now. We're building, we're working on music. Music is coming. It's just strategizing when to release. But definitely there will be releases for this year. I just think it will still be applied for the 2021 season. Definitely. Yeah. And, and one of the things we've heard, you know, um, from a lot of other artists is just the the challenge of being able to to make music during this time um you know whether that be like creativity or whether it be you know um like not being able to get a return on investments or whether it just right. be you know lack of resources and that kind of stuff um have any of those been challenges that you've been facing currently like with the with the whole quarantine and the situation going on um yeah i would say in terms of like, I have a little home studio. You can't really see it that well, but I have my own little home studio. But sometimes I, I think for certain songs, you need more. Like, you, mm -hmm. need, you need maybe a, a, a set of people with you. Depending, like, a vibe, you know, you might be trying to get a vibe. And because of quarantine, it's like you're limited from going out there. Or you might want to limit yourself even if people have places open because mm -hmm. you don't want to, you know, catch the virus or spread the virus or anything like that. So 
definitely in terms of recording, been making the best of what I have, but some has definitely been put on hold because it just needs a different kind of vibe to build with it. And I would also say that um, in terms of creating music in the beginning, it was, it was a little depressing. It was like, you, you want to, but it's like you can't find the motivation yeah. to actually do it. And it's not that it's, it's out of your, your brain, but you just, it's like, it's almost like you're like, okay, get up and do it for what? Who am I going to perform it for? Who am I going to, you know? So that definitely, I think, hindered me in the beginning, but it's, it's getting better and it's building and it, the motivation has definitely been coming back. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, um, you, you're feeling that, that, that urge and that, that, that time to create and, and express yourself through the music. That's when we want to big up people in the chat real quick. Pajo Music yes. says, going through the same struggles. Pajo, big up yourself. You're not alone in it. Uh, Mrs. K. Lewis, big up yourself. Big TT, we come from a time before social media. Put in that work, work, work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally definitely, Trav. I see you. Yes, yes. Z, big up, big up yourself. In the chat. Royal Z, I see you. Big up everybody in the chat right now. <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. Um, speaking of like soca music, right? Um, this is a, a question I love asking because everybody has such different opinions on it. Um, soca music itself, right? I think... Um, do you ever find in terms of, especially when it comes to creativity um, and during this time where it is a bit of a challenge to, to find that creative energy, um, some people would say that soca music, because of, you know, people's expectations of what it should sound like, can kind of limit their creativity. Um, you know, maybe people expect soca to be a jump on wave or maybe soca expected mm -hmm. to have an upbeat tempo or always be about some type of happy, you know, theme or energy. Um, you know, do you find that because of the expectations that people have on Soka, does that like limit how you feel you can express yourself? Or do you feel that Soka really lets you explore like all avenues, all emotions, you know, all aspects of your artistry? I think I could definitely see why that would apply to other people. But if I'm speaking personally to myself, I definitely think Soka is evolving. Um, mm. I think that you have artists that bring something different than what traditionally was considered soca. And for me personally, I think that depending on the rhythm, depending on the on the the actual beat, if you're not using it as a rhythm, you have the opportunity. It's a blank canvas in a sense. You have the opportunity to bring as much of you forward as possible. You have the opportunity to tell a story however you want to tell it. And that could be wave. That could be your man hornier, your woman hornier. It could, it could be just so many different things. It could just be um, you love this person so much, you kind of love that you feel for this person. It could just be prideful, you know what I'm saying? And I've seen this throughout time. You've seen different people achieve it. So I think that it's individually based and mm -hmm. that you as an artist have to know what works for you and know how to bring that out in your music so that you don't feel like you're stuck into one category or you're stuck into one sound of what soca should be could be and things like that very cool very cool yeah it's 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 good to hear that you have those avenues to express yourselves and more importantly that you see it um and those those barriers it sounds to me at least for the most part aren't really there for you and if they are there i think you know how to how to go about it and really really express yourself as an artist yeah. um speaking of, of soca music um, do you tend to prefer more of like the groovy or the power kind of come in like from a, an R&B background, correct? 
Uh, no, I don't really come from an R&B background. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, no, yeah. wait, no, it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to say that I can't do R&B, but I, I wouldn't say that I come from an R&B background. And I wouldn't say that I could choose between groovy or power, to be honest, because anybody mm. who knows me personally knows that my energy and just me individual like I like my energy is power like I'm just that kind of individual I want to jump up I want to you know I want to yeah. be able to free up myself however I do think that groovy also gives you the opportunity to express yourself a little differently it gives you I guess an opportunity to have more R&B tones and things like that in a groovy while still maybe singing about gyrates in your waist or whatever it may yeah. be so I can't choose one because I think they both are a reflection of me I think they both yes are so deeply embedded in me that to choose one would be unfair because it would be like letting go piece of me, honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think you worded it so well that, yeah, that the music and the expression is a part of you. So how, how could you possibly choose one or the other? Very, right. very cool. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, different artists have like various strategies or like identities, right? So like, for example... Um, we all know like Marshall he, as the Soka King, right? Mm -hmm. We all know Nessa properties oh. make music for the Galdem. Um, yeah. In terms of Ray as an artist, um, what would you say is your, your type of avenue or your strategy or your identity that, or image that you want to put out there for the people to, to really, really get to have a general feeling for who you are? Okay, so in terms of strategy, I wouldn't say, or maybe this is a strategy when I explain it, I don't really consider it to be a strategy. But for me, I don't want to be known as one thing. I don't yeah. want to be seen as, well, Ray's the Wiener girl, or right. Ray, Ray also have music for the gallop. I don't want to be seen as one thing. I want to be versatile, but while doing that, I want to be able to be as authentic as possible. Like I want who you see now to be the same person you see on stage. I want that mm. to reflect the music that I do as well, that nobody can watch me and say, that's not really her. Like why is she singing about that? You know what I'm saying? Like I want everything that I do to be great quality, to be consistent, but to be a reflection of my personal self, my authentic self. And maybe that in itself is a strategy, but I just want to be versatile. I don't mm. want to be, I don't want to be, boxed into one single category absolutely yeah and that's i think that's such an important point right and and um sometimes i wonder if it's if it's something that artists really see as maybe like the biggest struggle when when they're kind of starting out right it was like how do you define yourself how do you present yourself and most importantly how do you create the music that you want to put out there that actually represents the vibe or the expression or the message that that you want to give right yeah. so yeah, very, very cool. I, I, think, I think that's such an important thing as well um, when trying to, to really, really define um, the artistry and stuff like that. Um, I know for, for Soka music especially, it's like there's so many different challenges that you face, right? Um, mm -hmm. It can definitely be intimidating to newcomers. Um, what would you say so far um, would be like the biggest challenges you faced, especially, you know, um, you know, coming into the industry or whether that be creating, you know, new music year after year or whether that be trying to appeal to a certain audience? Is there a specific challenge that you face that really is like, hmm, okay, like this, this really got me like thinking? I think the biggest challenge for me, honestly, is the fact that I'm not based in Trinidad. So mm -hmm. for me, that might be a missed opportunity because 
maybe just in general because the soca scene is obviously heavier in the Caribbean. Maybe I miss out on some opportunities because I couldn't get there in time or whatever the case yeah. may be. Or let's say for carnival season, whereas somebody who's based in Trinidad, they come and they go, you know, they go home, they come and they perform. Me now is like I have to come and I have to stay for the duration of the, the season because I don't have that luxury of going back and forth. I don't have that opportunity to say, okay, well, I'm going to go in my house and have a performance on Saturday. I'll come back out on Saturday. Like that to me is probably one of the biggest hurdles, but not enough to deter me from what I'm doing, not enough to make me question what I'm doing. It's something that I knew from the beginning would be a challenge and knew that in order to do this, you're going to have to get over that hurdle. You're going to have to be willing to get up and move. You're going to have to be willing to hop on a flight when you have to hop on a flight and make things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think that's, um, that's definitely a challenge. A lot of, a lot of artists who are based in New York um, can, can attest to and everything like that. Um, How have you found that like it, it influences like your workflow or um, your creative energies? Like, is it like a thing where do you feel like, okay, you know, I, I know the season is coming up. I know my time is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do X, Y, and Z and this and that to, to be able to kind of um, maneuver myself like with the strategy. And if so, what are kind of some of the things you've been trying to do to like overcome that challenge? When you say the workflow, I mean the workflow of producing the music? Yeah, so, so whether that be like a, a timeline of creating music or whether that yeah. be how you go about finding your creativity um, yeah. or like in other words, does... Um, that specific challenge does do you find that like it impacts like your your workflow or your creative process a lot um do you have to like formulate strategies based on that specific challenge and stuff like that or is it kind of more like you know yeah this is a challenge but i'm gonna go on just just make any music make any music and come time for a carnival i'm gonna go i'm gonna kill it and and do this and that i think it's a little bit of both um i'm kind of like an organizational freak like <laughs> like <laughs> I I um for me it is it is okay so for me personally I definitely feel a different vibe when I'm in Trinidad and, and creativity is happening and music is happening it is definitely a different vibe from me for me but I also feel that when I'm here as long as I do what I have to do and that may be something as simple as calling Daryl and have him be in a session with me via video chat or via phone call or hearing him say, I didn't like the way you attacked this, attack this way differently or whatever the case may be. Because I know there are challenges, I also compartmentalize and say, okay, Ray, you know this is going to be the case. So put things in motion a little bit ahead of time. Put things in motion so that if you do have to take a flight, you're not taking a flight at that last moment to make this work for this you know, this right now for right now. So the organizational piece of me is like that. I, so I guess to answer your question, I, yeah. for the most part, I think that I just kind of, I'm aware of it yeah. and I know that I have to do what I have to do. So it, it does, it does hit my brain sometimes, but I'm, I'm cool. Like I, I know I can get past it. I know I can make it happen. Awesome. 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 Cool. So yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're making awesome music. You've been presented with challenges. You found ways to kind of overcome those challenges or work mm-hmm. around them. Um, so you definitely have, you know, tons of experience already, you know, being a soca artist and stuff like that. Um, what would you say, you know, given, given especially um, how difficult, as you said, it was or, or intimidating um, it is to come into the industry, what would be some advice that you would give 
to, you know, somebody that wants to come into the industry, especially, you know, like a, a female artist, you know, because we know Soka is more of a male dominated kind of industry, right? Is there any Definitely. specific type of advice that you would give, um, you know, to young artists, especially the, the young female artists who, who want to jump on this thing and, and take it to the next level? I think one of the best advice that I could give new artists, female artists, is what was kind of given to me in the beginning, which is you have to build relationships. Yes, it's male-dominated, but even with it being male-dominated, it didn't stop me from having a good season. It didn't even stop me from having males give me opportunities to run on stage, and nobody was holding me back or anything like that. But I think that that came from building relationships. It came mm -hmm. from just one human to our next human, having a conversation, a genuine building of relationships, I think is a very big foundation, a very important foundation for anybody that, well, anybody period, but especially if you're starting off, is the same idea as we spoke about before. You can't just start off and think that everything's just going to fall in your lap and you don't really have to work for it. You don't have to do yes. anything. So build the relationships, work for what you want, work for what you want, invest in yourself invest in yourself this is not something that's going to happen overnight and you're just going to be rich or you're just going to get gigs or whatever it may be it's going to take time take the time to build yourself and put out quality so that you're not somebody who has one hit and then that does it you know you never have it again you want you want to be consistent you want to keep giving them something that was better than the last thing keep building and keep working to be better Absolutely, and stay yeah. true to yourself. But all, after you do all of that, <laughs> still stay true to yourself at the same time. I don't. I would never want to do this and lose myself or lose my core values. Like that's something that's very important to me, and it's always been important to me before this even started. So while you implement all these things, still stay true to you. Absolutely, that great, great, great response. I, I'm sure a lot of uh, young and female artists will totally appreciate all that very solid advice i want to big up everybody in your chats again real quick umbrella yeah. big up yourself <laughs> pajo music dj smarties big up yourself steph paul everybody in your chat right now showing all the love to ray right now um, we yeah. are extremely extremely happy to have you here um yes, and thank you I, I know we're not done but i just also wanted to yeah. say thank you to you thank you to live love soca everybody in the chat that's supporting and commenting and and asking questions or just just being here with me, I really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Big up all yourselves. Um, I know uh, you, you had music, soca music that you grew up with. Um, mm -hmm. Did you ever have like a specific favorite soca song or is it just like there's so many to choose from? But there, if there are is, so many to yeah, choose I from. know, I know. Well, how, how about this? How about, how about, how about we list, list like a couple prominent ones that really resonate with you? Um, okay, so there are so many to choose from, but one that I have to say that I think will stand out throughout time mm -hmm. is um, when them fly up in your face, your face yeah, girl. make them know them <laughs> place. It's like something about that song. It's almost like I don't care where I am. It's almost like you feel you're Alison Hines and you checking everybody and you letting them know, like, listen, you know, don't mess with me. And, and it's a bigger message, too. It's about standing together. And it's about not letting people, you know, kind of push you around. And, you know, it's just, a, I think it's a very great message. And then at the same time, then, you know, then she bustled with roll, roll it, yeah. So mm -hmm. then now you're, now you're like, well, forget the message. I'm going to just whine. <laughs> so um, definitely um, has been always one of my favorites. Um, what else? Um, 
um, I grew up as a real good gal, always home, don't go nowhere. As soon as I was introduced to carnival, they say I lose all up on the ground. Walking, walking on my bottom, money dragging, dragging all of my tone, and they say I lose. Definitely one of my favorites. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, before I had actually even started pursuing my own career, I had the opportunity, which never ended up happening, but had the opportunity to um, sing at a park. And that was literally, people wasn't going to know the soca, but that was literally the song that I was going to go up there and sing. So um, that's just some of some of them. I mean, is a, is a long list. Um, um, oh, gosh, it's have a Marshall that I like, but <laughs> I, I mainly like it because he says my name and he's all pretty girl, all pretty girl, throw your hands in the air. Jump on and wine all around and scream like you just okay. But I love that song because it's a good song, but he also says Rachel somewhere in the song. Got so. you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta but say yeah, so I'm, just... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm real enjoying these vocals right now. Like I just oh. <laughs> I, I just wanna have more. <laughs> it's <laughs> so you, pleasing in my ears right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You yeah, say yeah, one yeah. more. <laughs> What you want to hear? You want me, you want to bust out one of my tunes? Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring up. You could do a little acapella one of yours real quick. Why not? No, no problem. Um. Well, since I say problem, we just go with problem. Yeah, yeah. Let me do it. Let me do it. A cute in the face and a rude in my waist, plus a full attitude. Yeah, yeah. Time I reach in the place. Give me room. Give me space. Cause right now I'm feeling good. Cause you see, when I come to walk my ways, I come out to misbehave. I come out to bubble and bubble and bubble and bubble and bubble and no gosh, come out to cause a scene. Ain't letting nothing bother me. Cause you see, when I touch the road, I go be a problem. This bumper is problems. When I on the road, when you see me getting on, I causing a problem. This bumper is problems. When I touch the road. In my party mode, why? All I want to do is wine and get on bad dennis. Bubble and get on bad dennis. Roll and get on bad dennis. Wine and make a bacchanal. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. I hope everybody in the chat right now listening with headphones <laughs> on right now because the vocals I am getting and how clean and nice everything sounds like, oh, God, I, I can't wait to see the next performance. For real, for real. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and trust me, we're going up from there. It's up and up and up. <laughs> up and up and up. Big up to everybody in the chat. Fly to this. Yes, thank Heavy you for the fire soca. emojis. Thank yes. you, thank you. French, I got talent from talent land. One more to yes. go on the emojis. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Blue Fire says hashtag problems, hamburger, bubble, yes, and bubble. Oh know. gosh. Yes. <laughs> All the fans right here. It's amazing to see everybody in one place. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes. I appreciate all of you. Thank all of you for the fire emojis. Absolutely. Real talent boy. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you hit us just now with Isoka. You know, you, like we said, it, it's going up and up and up from here. Um, where do you see the future of, of soca music going right now? Um, I think soca music is definitely on the way to becoming like globally known. I think that one of the problems that we have, big up Brandon Stryker, sorry, big up, big up pageant music. Um, I think that one of the problems that we have is that 
sometimes you leave the Caribbean and people are oblivious to soca music. And I think that that's changing. I think that we are becoming, we are making people more aware that we exist. Soca music yeah. exists and it's time to take over the world. Like <laughs> that is where the future of soca music is going. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think we can kind of see that, right? With not just the collabs like across islands, which I think is amazing, right? Seeing, mm -hmm. you know, producers from like Dominica come together with like artists from Trinidad and, and just bring both styles and kind of create something that hasn't been seen before. But also just if you want to call it in like American pop, right? Yeah. And, and, and seeing like the direct influence that, that Soka has on, on the genre. And, and you're so right to the point where it's like people will be listening to Soka music but don't even know it's soca music. Yes. I can't you know? tell you how many times I've seen somebody put up a post to soca music and like was like hashtag dancehall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't lie, it drives me crazy and I almost right? feel like I, I almost feel like an obligation to say in the most polite way possible, like hashtag soca or something, you know, to because it's it's not necessarily their fault. They're just mm -hmm. unaware to the genre and sometimes that's what it takes it takes correcting people um it takes correcting them sometimes to make them aware but it it, it, it is just a little pet peeve of mine not driving that. yeah 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 and no i i think that's that's a very relatable thing you know not mm. um not just for you as an artist but i also think for um a lot of caribbean people in general who are very like in touch with their culture right like we we want people to know who we are we want people to know how amazing our music is we want people to yeah. know how we express ourselves you know exactly. so it's it's definitely a, a big big struggle so i i can totally relate to you on that it's for me it's it's when everybody says you know guyana is ghana so um <laughs> i, I could feel you on that <laughs> very very cool very very cool um so i know uh you know we, we see soca music heading in a certain direction you know um with the the kind of the globalization and stuff like that. If you had any uh, global artists that you would love to collaborate with, you know, like who, who would you choose? Mm, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, hmm. If I had any global artists that I would like to collab with, to be, to be honest, is definitely something that I would have to, um, give some thought to because yeah, yeah. I've, I've focused so much on the soca aspect that mm -hmm. I don't want to say that I've forgotten outside of soca because I haven't. But at the same time, it's like I'm building here, I'm building here. And, and right. that's the main focus right now that to take it global, to take it to an outside artist now, I would have to really sit down and give it some thought because I haven't considered, I haven't considered that. But okay, um, Brown Spice, that's actually not a bad one, Rihanna. Um, Rihanna, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She's on the outside, but it's still keeping that Caribbean vibe to it. Um, definitely, that would be beyond dope. I could, I could see, I could see Bad Gallery Rihanna Ray doing a little something, something. I, I, I could definitely hear it, you know, just from the vocals yeah. alone. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so, so, so incredible. That's that's awesome, Ray. That's awesome. Um, you know, be before we wrap things up and stuff like that, um, I just want to say, you know, thank you very, 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 very much again for joining us. You know, I, I, it's amazing to hear your perspective 
on soca music. I love, love hearing, you know, the sounds you create. I love seeing the work you're putting in. Um, I know, you know, the sky is definitely not the limit. It just keeps going up from there. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, where can we find Ray? You can find me on Instagram at Ray Charles Official. Um, Ray Charles is spelled R-A-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-Z. I'm sorry that I had to complicate people's lives for them. But um, once you get your Ray Charles spelled out, you're good to go on all platforms. So Facebook is Ray Charles, um, Snapchat, and TikTok, Ray Charles Music, Ray Charles Official. So once you get your Ray Charles in, I think you'll be pretty okay in, in locating me. <laughs> and you could definitely follow and that will keep you tuned in any more interviews and anything going forward with me any music releasing um just to say what's up send me a dm anything you want <laughs> there you go awesome make sure all you check out ray on social media support your artists support the music ray i'm so excited to see what you have to bring especially especially for 2021 i'm i'm hoping that we can both get on that plane and get there for 2021 yes. and we can oh jump my up gosh. on a I'm truck. like, I'm going to sit crossing my fingers every week that pass. I'm I know, like me too, up. me too. I'm like, Daryl, any, any new news yet? Like, I, I know when I look for myself, it's not there, but do you have like an insight <laughs> to what's going on? So yes, that's, that's definitely, I guess, the biggest hurdle. Tactic, her TikTok videos are boss. <laughs> <laughs> Big up yourself, Jell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, DJ Jell. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, um, that's definitely one of the that's one of the biggest biggest hurdles right now is that um is borders even going to be open yes. if it is open who are they going to restrict if anybody yes. you know what i'm saying so yes. yeah as as much as i could push for it I, whatever i could do i'm i'm getting on that plane as long as they literally legally allow me to get on that plane. I am hopping on that plane. I had to hop on that plane as soon as borders open. I can't even wait for carnival. Like yeah. there's so much work to be done. There's so many things that have to go forward that literally the day I find out borders are open, mm-hmm. I have to hop on a plane and get to Trinidad. So yes, <laughs> let's cross our fingers. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Ray, when you hop on that plane, it's like, you know, I, I'm going to be a stowaway in your suitcase, all right? Because I could use a little bit of Trinidad. No scene, right no now. scene. We'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ray, thank you again for joining us. Everybody in the chat, big up yourself. Thank you so much for all your, uh, your questions, your emojis, all your interactions. We appreciate you guys tuning in week after week. All right. Yes, Much thank love. you again. Thank you. Thank Live Love Soka, the Soka scene. Everybody that reposted, everybody that supported, everybody that's in the chat right now. I appreciate you guys. I am not going to let you guys down. I promise to give you guys consistency and quality. So just stay tuned as we build in. <laughs> awesome. 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 All right, Ray. Much love, everybody. Big up and bless. Take care, Ray. All right.